Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everyone and welcome to season three episode 11 of the creative exponent podcast and today we're going to talk about how overthinking just kills your creativity and your joy it is just all the way (laughs) (laughs) and if you're there like yep yep Yep. i know just what you're talking about uh that's what we're going to talk about today and this kind of comes from first of all both of us have been experiencing that in different ways so we're going to kind of share have a little story time and share what's going on with (laughs) us and in the hope that it resonates with you um but also it comes out of i'm reading a few books right now and i kind of i i've shared this before that i sort of i don't tend to read one book i tend to read two or three books at a time (sighs) and what that looks like is I'm listening to one as an audiobook when I walk. Mm-hmm. I'm another one is kind of more of a workbook that I'm reading through and working through. Um, and another one is I have a physical book and mm-hmm. I'm going through and like underlining it and everything. So yeah. I sort of bounce between the three of them. And those are um, Effortless by Greg McEwen, which I've said Greg McCown so many times because it's <laughs> really bizarre spelling, but it's McEwen now that I've, I've heard. And um, Soundtracks by John Acuff and Fishing for Elephants by Larry Moore. Okay. And the last one is the workbook, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of geared towards artists. But um, Soundtracks is by John Acuff is about, um, you know, the narrative of overthinking in your head, kind of replacing that overthinking soundtrack with a more positive one. Uh, And then Effortless is about you know, just why, why does it have to be hard? Why does, yeah. why do we approach things with a mindset of like, this is just going to stink. Yep. This is going to be so bad. Yep. Um, anyway, I need so to reading read all these and they all, co- Oh, it's so good. I've been listening it. to it on my walk and I like, I'm walking for like five miles. Cause I just want to keep listening to the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's been funny. really good really good. And, um, anyway, but these, even though one, so one book is about overthinking, but the other two are not, but yet this theme of overthinking, overworking over Mm -hmm. just overdoing it, trying too hard. Um, and overthinking has come up in fishing for elephants and this idea of, you know, overthinking your own creative ideas and just shooting them all down before you even let them I don't know, before you even explore them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to reference those books right in the beginning. So if I, you know, they've been in my head for, you know, <laughs> last couple of weeks. So if I say something that's you're like, wow, I just heard that said in yeah. this book, that that's where I'm getting it from. Uh, but we're not, we're not following any of the formats of those books. We're having our own conversation sure. about it. But those are good books to, to, to reference. Check out, so yeah. Do you want to kind of share what was happening with you, your overthinking moment? Sure. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you should see her face. Her face was just like, no, I don't, but. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> since, 
since I have a mic in front of me and you're asking me and making me do it, then okay. (laughs) I also told her right before this, no, I'm just playing because she's, you know, in the same place. But I'm like, I love how we take all my problems and turn them into a podcast episode. That feels great. Um, No, I really don't mind. I know. I'm like, if it makes you feel any better, we turn my problems into podcasts too. Just both of us. It's Um, like all good content. It's all good content. I, you know, I was telling Marion when we, you know, we got, we got on the phone today just about my, I've been working on a, a commission. And honestly, I, you know, it may be the first one, I will be honest and say, it's probably the first one I've ever done for someone that I know is a number one, a paying client. Number two, mm-hmm. I know it's for someone. I know who they are. So I'm, there's a lot of pressure, I feel like, just in by nature around this piece. Whereas, you know, before, if I've painted for someone, it's either been for a friend or somebody that said, oh, I like this, just do that. And, you know, I was telling Mary, and I've even got another couple commissions behind this one that are, you know, they're my style. And I know we've covered this before, but I'm a you know, I paint pretty much just from my imagination or memory um, or a combination of those. And every now and then I'll pull out a reference photo mainly to to study it, you know, to see like, what, where am I? Can I do this? Or, you know, what does this one look like that I painted, you know, six months ago versus now? So it's not something I normally do. And I yesterday spent, I mean, I was in the studio from 9.30 until 4-something, just so we're clear. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to be handing this piece off as the finished painting. So it just, you know, what I found is, and and I've, I've done this in some ways with other photos, but for whatever reason, this particular photo of this particular place is just, it's making, I'm overthinking the whole thing, you know, and I'm, I mean, I was telling Marion, like, there's some fog in the photo, and I'm trying to, like, not only I want to, you know, get the fog in the painting, but I'm trying to, like, make sure there's branches in the background, and it's like, what am I doing? I mean, I'm just (laughs) sucking the life out of the process for me, because that's not really the way I paint, you know, and the person who hired me d- knows that's not the way I paint. They actually hired me because it's, I paint the way I paint, you know, but mm. I, I do. And so I hopped on Instagram yesterday and, and I was talking about it in stories. I just tend, I with things like that, projects for other people, I do tend to just overthink the heck out of it. And then yeah. I'm, yeah. Just done, you know, before I even begin. <laughs> and I have to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> well, and how often do we do that, that we apologize for our work to people who have hired us or right. asked us to do a commission or they want to buy a piece from us or whatever it is that you do, whatever yeah. it is that you make or whatever you like, you play music and they want to invite you to play. And then we apologize for not yeah. being someone else. Right. <laughs> You know, yes. we apologize for, well, I'm sorry that <laughs> I'm like, sorry we get an idea me. of whose, <laughs> whose work is superior to ours. And yes. then we apologize that our work is not their work when it's like, you know what? They could just hire them, but yeah. they're not. They're hiring you. Yeah. So 
why are you then? Yeah, it, there's so much like self-imposed stuff. Yes. I mean, so much of that comes out of our own insecurity, yep. out of our own ideas of what's what's um, beautiful, Good. refined, yeah. sophisticated, professional, mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah. And then what ours, you know, and then the words we use to describe ours, like, yeah. well, it's... I've I've it's often like <laughs> looked at my work and thought like, well, it's amateurish. Yeah. It just looks very amateurish. Yeah. But it's just like, oh man, what a right. Why are you being such a jerk to your you would never I would never say that yeah. to anybody else. Yeah. Be like, Yeah. Well, I'm, that looks amateurish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> gosh, you shouldn't pull that out in the light of day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I know. Andrew says we the same just, stuff to me. He's like, you this this like underselling of yourself is a bit of a problem. You you know you realize right. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, Good for him. And He's, yeah, and it's but it's so common. It's yes. So it's like a default. I think for artists. Oh man, it was so. I wish I had the quote with me, and I don't because it's in a book stack over on my shelf. <laughs> Away but, from here. Um. But I can't tell you how many wonderful quotes I've found in these art books that I'm reading. I love reading books about mm-hmm. other artists, um, especially well-known ones yeah. who have been celebrated either mm-hmm. in their lifetime or after their lifetime. And I did find a quote by John Singer Sargent, who is, mm-hmm. um, I mean, an incredibly talented, prolific, well-respected mm-hmm. artist. There are volumes and volumes of very, very expensive books on his work. (laughs) Um, And I have a couple of them. But one of the books that I got recently is on his his oil portraits during a certain period. And he was known for being a portrait artist. And his ability to capture um, light and emotion and um, accuracy in... Um, likeness. I mean, just amazing. And he did a portrait and this is well into his career, did yeah. a portrait of a man. And he wrote a letter saying like, I apologize for this portrait. I was just not able to capture the personality of his yeah. face. And I know that everybody's going to be disappointed. Like he, it, he was dealing with exactly right. what you are right now that struggle of I just feel like I'm not getting this right and I'm like oh man of course you hate it for him in that moment but I feel so refreshed it's so refreshing and awesome to know that someone who's even what was one of the best considered one of the best ever yeah had those (laughs) same feelings and those paintings and those thoughts Mm -hmm. um so my overthinking has just come from like business in general. <laughs> I've just had, um, I, I'm kind of off of this high where um, I was working on my book that's coming out in September yep. and it's it was such fun, easy, good yep. work. Yep. And, and then I kind of, in the last few weeks, it's sort of been like, okay, well, what's next and what's Mm -hmm. now? Kind of in this lull between the book is done and now the book is coming out in September and there's Mm -hmm. like marketing stuff to do and things to work on, but it's not the same kind of exciting push. Yeah. Yeah. And 
last week, especially, I was incredibly aimless. <laughs> I had a very hard time, like, what do I work on now? What's the... I mean, and yeah. I, I can fill my day. I have no problem sure. filling my day and having stuff to show for my day, but it felt very unintentional. It felt yeah. like, I don't know where I'm going. What, even what does that question that comes up, you know, in January or end of December, like what does success look like this year? Yeah. And I hadn't revisited that since January yeah. and I hadn't a lot of my success was about finishing the book and doing a great yeah. job and do, you know yeah. all this work and and now yeah what does success look like now right what what am i going to do mm-hmm. now and i'll tell you what i was just stuck in an overthinking funk and slump <laughs> and <laughs> just felt like i was slogging through yeah. it it wasn't the work wasn't feeling fun and it was just like man what is wrong what's wrong with me yep i'm i'm getting to do such awesome mm-hmm. work that i love and why is it and it was just it was just overthinking everything yeah. it was yeah. just Well, it's such a cyclical thing, too. Once you begin, mm -hmm. it's like, mm, it just feeds itself, and it just keeps going, you know, and you can't, it's almost like if we could, and, you know, and I think some days, you know, I'm better at this than others. Uh, It just depends on how present I am in my mind. But, you know, if we could, once that starts, just that's like, your day's over. Walk away. Walk away. Go do something different. You might, and and especially, obviously, we know that doesn't work for every career or every, you know, but if you're an artist or, or a creative. <laughs> like get up from right? your desk. <laughs> if, you're, if you own your own business, you know, if you begin the day that way or you hit that wall, you might as well give yourself the gift of a break, you know, and, and change yeah. your environment, change the scene around you because at minimum, I mean, you're not going to get any, much accomplished because once you get deep in that, in that, you know, mode, you're just, you know, it's, it's a hamster wheel. You're going to keep going. Well, keep what going. happens is, yeah, what happens is you start at, I'm struggling through this commission painting. Yeah. And somehow you end up at, I'm never going to paint another painting again that's I'm going to like ever. Like I might have this, I need to quit now. And I think if you're stuck in some, in a funk with business, it it goes from, I've been a little aimless this week to, I don't know. How am I going to be able to support my family anymore? I need to go get a corporate job now. It's all over. That's right. (laughs) That's right. It's just so easy to head to that yeah, place. It is. It is. It's almost we, and inevitable. And we had a lag, so I know we're just, we're talking over each other. So you go ahead and say what you were just saying, because I missed it, because there was like a lag, and we were both talking at the same oh, time. Oh, I don't even know what I was saying. Just, yes, you will do oh, that. Okay. It, you just can't help but sort of um, once you've once you've hit that place, it it's almost inevitable at that point that you're going to kind of go further and further. And then, and then really all you're doing is feeding your own fear and insecurity and everything's bigger. And like you said, worse, it's over. You need to quit your 
creative, you know, business, you need to hang it up, you know, it's never going to make money again, all the things. So, um, you know, I mean, I think there's... Or quit the hobby. (laughs) Right. That's right. Quit the hobby. It's a waste of time. Yep. You are taking time away from your family and things that are important and you are just wasting your time on something that you're rubbish at. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. How many people have heard that, that line? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All of us. I think too... I mean, I, we, I wrote this down sort of last on our list, but it, it kind of goes better here to bring up. I was telling the mentoring group this week and Marion that, um, you know, a friend of mine was asking about, you know, the painting and, and how that was going and just talking and about, you know, all of that. I, I said, you know, I didn't, I didn't really plan. This is another one of those things I really didn't plan for. I thought, I wanted to do it because it felt like a, the right thing for me to to do and to have my hands in right now. And it feels like I just, now there's just something kind of lifting it and it is just happening without me in my mind doing that much. And, you know, he said, I, you know, that's, that's the thing about, you know, if you can latch on to that next right thing, a lot of times, you know, you'll mm. find that there's just kind of this wind behind you and you can't really explain where it's coming from, but it's there. And it just sort of propels you into, you know, the next right thing again. And I think it's valuable sort of when we're in that place of overthinking, you know, number one, go back and think like, just like with, you know, you, you've had this season of the wind being behind you, you know, and things Mm -hmm. feeling easy and feeling lifting and, you know, just simple. And I think that that, that's it. You're going to hit a lull after those. You just are. And you may be in that lull for a while, you know? Um, and yeah. same with, with me. Like I've been in this, even though that's just one particular painting, you know, I've painted 60 and there's, you know, maybe 15 that I don't love or whatever, but you know, mostly it's just been this fun, uh, light, you know, exploration of work and it's been exciting and thrilling. So of course, I'm going to hit one that's going to be sucky (laughs) or that I just feel like I can't relax or whatever the things are, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I think knowing that those waves are just part of it, that's the first, or that's the first thing that helps me or to remind myself. I'm not saying I didn't lose it yesterday and just have to walk out of the office (laughs) because I did. (laughs) Yeah. So one that I think that's one remedy, just sort of being aware of it. Then that yeah. helps you like, okay, how can I get out of this and yeah. shift shift the mindset, shift my focus, all of that. And I think when it comes to creative work specifically, I think it really helps to then intentionally create in a way that forces yourself to not overthink. Like you yeah. can't overthink it. Yeah. So one thing I suggested to Shauna was like <laughs> get four by um, four, four by six yeah. Cards. I'm going to do it. And just set a timer for five or 10 minutes that yeah. you can spend on each one of them. I think five minutes is better. So you have to be really five quick. minutes for each and one. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's doable. Okay. It's yeah. fast though. Set set of, <laughs> it is fast. Yeah. But the point is, is that you can't 
overthink the painting yeah. when you only have five minutes. You know, I can't go back. I don't have time for every yeah. branch. I've got to, I've got to just, ca- I, this yeah. isn't, it's intuitive. It becomes, yeah. Yep. And it takes overthinking out of it. And I think that there are a lot of ways you can do that. A lot of ways people can do that, whether it's through setting a timer is a great thing. Um, Doing multiples of something Mm -hmm. is a great thing. Yeah. Um, Creating in a way that you can't can't control it. So working Mm -hmm. in some different medium or some... Like watercolor, you can't control all kinds of weird things happen in watercolor. (laughs) So just working in a way that kind of takes it, it, it just makes it impossible to overthink it. Yeah. And even if you end up with four pieces of garbage at the end of that, yeah. Um, it it just gets you going. It gets your brush moving. It gets you out of the overthinking mindset. And I think what I've always found when I do timed paintings is I usually end up liking them a lot more than Mm -hmm. the ones that I get real tedious with because there was something very spontaneous about it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I I think that that's a great remedy. Um, Another good one is just to focus on gratitude and yeah. finding joy in your work. Make it fun. Yeah. Um, and that's, for me, that's what was missing last week was yeah. the gratitude and the joy. It's not so much that it was, you know, I was aimless or, you know, I was still getting work done. I was still mm-hmm. producing, but it was with this sort of burden that I was carrying around of yeah. just overthinking and what about the future and what what's next and how's my book going to do when it yeah. comes out? I mean, like all this stuff that's just like, oh my gosh, Marion. Right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? And like I said, that leads to all, it leads to you being frustrated because your husband has clothes in three different laundry baskets and you need two of them to, <laughs> that's to, right. to, to fold laundry and put, and then you're angry about things that are completely like Ugh. unimportant, irrational. Oh, I totally no. <laughs> it just... <laughs> It, it snowballs. just deteriorates. Yep. Yeah. It does. So it does. I took some time and just really appreciated my my work and my place yeah. in life and um just found a lot. I did some things just for me, like doing yeah. some things in my journal and I ended up doing I didn't share them on Instagram or anything I did three like really quick cloud studies Mm -hmm. in my in my um the journal with the removable pages so they're all hanging up to dry and just things that just were fun for me for just you and man it was so good and Mm -hmm. now I'm like approaching my work with so much more yep joy and yeah and I know you're right on the like you're right this just happened to you yesterday yeah so I'm sure we'll hear stories about that creating with joy but I know you've I know you've experienced oh, yeah. that before well right? and yeah. I've been really in a period of that the last few months um yeah. they've just felt really since the start of the year things have just felt really good and and mm-hmm. easier, you know, just easier. That's right. You said that to yeah. me a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's, but I do know that that's just part of it. And sometimes like this painting for me will be a one day frustration, maybe two. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. a, a big one. I think the, 
The problem is if we don't learn to walk away from those small, you know, things that that do provide some blocks and some frustration, then we can we can find ourselves in a place where it's just like really we are really going because you'll like you said you'll start saying things like well you know I'm not even a you know I'm not even an artist I can't you know I can't do this I'm, I'm never going to paint again um, whereas you know what you've experienced recently is just part of that cycle and the waves of like yeah. you've done a lot of of great create you know creative output you've you know you've put a lot of effort out. It was fun. It felt good. All that stuff, and eventually, you you are just going to hit a, you know, hit a wall. And you mentioned this, and I know we wrote this down sort of as a, another remedy, but you know, kind of increased increased your input, things that you're reading, watching, taking in. Again, you know, we do get busy when we're in the seasons of ease, right? And we get we're we're on a roll, so we don't have to do that as much. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I need help <laughs> to get back to that place, you know? So that's another that's another good one. And I do tend to do that, too. So music is a big thing for me. I'll music yep. and, like, diffusing my oils or my candles, meditating. I'm a, you know, I get into all that, having quiet time in that way, uh, setting some intention behind what I'm doing is a big deal, even with work. So, um, yeah, it's it's important. Yeah, I've any time that I like a bunch of thin book shaped boxes start showing up on my doorstep, like in mm-hmm. stacks. Yeah. <laughs> or I walk out of our local Barnes and Noble with like two enormous right. bags um, that inevitably spill out on the parking lot. That seems to happen to me a lot. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm like, come on, Barnes and Noble, get with you sell books, right. make bags that hold. <laughs> Lots of books. But anyway, um, that always happens when I'm overthinking. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to go. I need to go to the bookstore. I need to get some new books Mm -hmm. and I need to have some new input. Um, I start to get, I go on longer walks and more walks and it just helps me think. But also I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do a lot more journaling than I just normally do yeah go to it daily instead of just kind of here and there Mm -hmm. um and yeah and all that I think that it's it's about kind of crowding out those overthinking voices yep and filling them with voices that are speaking to you in Mm -hmm. in a positive way so yeah I would really be careful about what you're reading or listening to or letting in. You don't want to listen to like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something, maybe a, tr- I, a true crime podcast that's very like <laughs> nerve wracking and causes anxiety for you. <laughs> it like might not don't be the right thing. That or, you know, or even like, um, I know there are some pretty snarky, gossipy podcasts yeah. and stuff. I, it's a, like, don't listen to that. Like, listen no. to things that are encouraging, inspiring, uplifting. Yeah. Um, listen to one reason why I do like to read and listen to several different books at one time. And sometimes it'll be like a poetry book. And then another one is, um, I don't know, some really old writings. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like you just want to listen to, and then, and then a brand new book that just came out. And I kind of mix yeah. them up. 
so you get a variety of voices so you're not hearing just from one person of yeah here's what you need to think now like here stop your overthinking and think this now um but anyway get kind of a good chorus going i think music too. play music Mm -hmm. that is music that was really inspiring it was like your soundtrack while you were you know in the good while you were conquering the world Mm. this was your song that's right that's right so i think all of those are really good ways to kind of get out of that yeah that place of overthinking um and uh it just really i think overthinking things it doesn't do it doesn't bring value to the table and when you think about oil painting specifically, this is, or even um, pencil work, this happens with watercolors, mm-hmm. that when you overwork things, mm-hmm. it just makes a mess. It really yes. does ruin the painting. Yes, it does. And I think that's true in your own, you know, creative endeavors, whether it's as a hobby or business, that as you start mm-hmm. overworking, overthinking, it just really muddies it. And, yeah. And um, so... Yeah, get out, get out a fresh piece of paper and that's right, and start again. again. <laughs> that's right. Put it down. Put it whatever the it is down for a couple of days, and then go back to it. It'll it'll still be there. It yeah. will still be there. So those are good um, books. I would recommend, especially effortless. I've mm-hmm. really loved that. It's it um, it's one that really encourages like joy in your work. Yeah, and it's it's really good. So I highly recommend it. Um, so the creative contraption for today is just get yourself a vintage fountain pen. <laughs> I love this just, one. If you can, yep. just do it. So you can start with a new fountain pen. Um, Lamy, I think it's Lamy or Lamy. Yeah. I don't know. L-A-M-Y. I don't know. They make a newer one mm-hmm. that's inexpensive and mm-hmm. a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I think about $30. Fountain pens, just as a warning, if you start, are like, oh, okay, well, I'll do that, Marion. <laughs> yeah. I'll go get myself a vintage fountain pen. And then you're like, yeah, it was $1,000 <laughs> for one. Um, they can get very expensive. Not That's like super top of the line. Right. They can be a few hundred dollars um, because you get into the really high quality nibs are 24 karat gold. Yeah. And yeah. So it's like buying a piece of jewelry. But... It's refillable. You use it mm-hmm. for your whole life, and um, it's a it can be a special thing. But the vintage pen that I have, I bought from a little pen shop in mm. Paris when I went there a couple of years ago. Which sounds that was magical. One of the things, it was. <laughs> that was one of the things that was on my list yeah. was I wanted to buy a fountain pen. So I researched pen shops, and I actually went to one that I had read about, and I was really disappointed. Mm. <laughs> they did not have what I was looking for. I did yeah. end up buying some really cool papers from them, but they didn't have the pens I was looking for. So I found a another shop, and we went there. And I walked in, and I'm kind of looking. Everything's behind glass. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy looks very serious behind the counter. He doesn't speak any English. I'm like, this is, it's just not going to. No. Not so I went pan. out of the store and I'm like, I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, I happened to be with a woman named Wendy Batten who's mm-hmm. Canadian and she speaks French. So she's like, well, let me go, let me go back in there and I'll talk to him. Yeah. Um, 
for you. I'll translate. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think they're all too expensive for me anyway. I don't, yeah. don't want to go in there and have this big, like, here's my translator. And yeah. oh, all the pens are $1,000. Sorry, that's <laughs> out of my budget. So I didn't want to do that. Deal with the like, disappointment. Come on, let's go. And, yeah, I had that moment of like, you know, I'm going to regret not going in. So I went in. She started talking to him and, mm-hmm. I, and I said, like, I want to, I want a vintage pen kind of reasonably mm-hmm. priced. And he's like, oh yeah, over here, there's plenty of, you know, in front, she's saying, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of them over here. And so he started getting some out for me and then it turned into this very exciting experience mm-hmm. sh- showing how to f- fill the pens. And anyway, I bought this beautiful green pen. The funny thing is it's an American pen. So right. I go all the way to Paris to buy a vintage <laughs> American fountain pen. But it's, um, you know, when you buy from a a reputable pen shop, which I would suggest doing, not yeah. just from like, you know, whoever on Etsy, make sure yeah. it's a pen shop who can make sure that the pen is functional, functional and clean yeah. and all of that, because you can get one that the nib doesn't work, the well mm-hmm. leaks, the whatever. So anyway, um, it's this beautiful green yeah, 1920s fountain oh, pen. Oh my goodness. So it's hundred years old and and I've been sketching with it lately, and I just, I just really enjoy it. It's just like a great experience. It was one of those things that last week when I was feeling the lack of yeah. joy in my work, and I start sketching yeah. with this hundred-year-old moves fountain you back pen, into a good place. Like, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So anyway, that would be that's my recommendation. If you can't find a good vintage fountain yeah. pen just get a fountain pen yep it's on my there. list a vintage yeah. one it's on the list yeah i i kind of want to get another one now <laughs> one with an even nicer nib yeah. so maybe that'll be like a christmas present or something yes that i'm sort of <clears throat> feeling like i'd like a really nice one so anyway <laughs> And so I don't. What are we talking about next week? We didn't put a, uh, mm. a topic down. No, so we're anyway, winging it. You'll have to. You'll have to come back. You'll have to, <laughs> you'll come, have back to come back to find back out. <laughs> exactly. But we do have some more guests coming yeah. up, and we're really excited about interviewing them. We're going to ask a few more people if they would like to be interviewed because I find those are so oh, good. Yeah. Like They're so we enjoyable. Can talk to other people and just hear their story. Oh, I know. so encouraging and fun and inspiring and all that. So, yeah. So we hope you'll stick around. Please subscribe. Please like, yes. You know, leave comments, all of that stuff. I guess you don't like a podcast. Share so it. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> leave comments and you share it. That's yeah. right. But please do, if you like what you hear, you like these yes, conversations, we would appreciate it. then that, it does make a big difference if you do that. It does. And, um, we would appreciate it. And so, and we hope you'll also join us next time. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.